Yeah, you are. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Aloe Sports Podcast. And you know, when we don't record at our normal time, you know what happens? Halo, the official Halo account, puts out a tweet a minute before we actually fucking go live saying that, hey, here's a giant ass article for you to read through. Yeah, great. Love it. Fucking love it. Um, so while we won't be reading through the entire thing that just released literally a couple minutes ago, uh, we will be going through a little bit of it to talk about the feedback that was received from the latest Infa infinite flight along with what the three, four, three team is going to be doing in response to the feedback that they got from the most recent flight. But, uh, that's besides the point. What's up, Logan. Welcome back to the live show. What's up bacon. And also thank you for the brand new follow ninja schlong 91. What a great name, by the way. Wow. Thank you for the follow. Beautiful. Will, what did you say when you had your sneezing fit? Please. I, I really want you to please. What did you say about Ninja Schlong? He's in his I can't, I can't even say it. He's in and he's out. He's in and he's out. Before you even do it. Before you know. You know? Uh, but yeah. In a consensual way. So um Will, this episode 208 for the week of November 7th, 2021. What's up, what's up Ninja? <laughs> Um, would you, would you prefer Ninja or Schlong? What would you prefer? <laughs> I'm kidding. By the way, I'm going to call you Ninja. Um, <laughs> for the week of November 7th, 2021, the title of this episode is heroes of reach. And that is for a very specific reason. Later on in the show, we're going to get to my name is Josh, AK Jacob fire. And this week I'm joined by the man and the hell living attention. And the interest was like, happy kid I buy. Will, AKA Mr. Mayhem. Will, how you doing all this Tuesday afternoon? Doing fine behind. Besides the sneezing fit I just had before the show crazy. came out of nowhere. Is uh, fucking insane. Yeah, I had, to, I had to run to the restroom, get all. I probably look like I'm crying <laughs> still. My eyes watered up. Man, what a day! What a what a day! That <laughs> 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 that that's just the whole day. It culminates in that. Like that's yeah. like the oh my god. Oh, uh, how are you doing? And I'm doing all right. Yeah. You know, I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm excited to talk about some Halo. We have a lot to talk about. Um, big, big shift in the COD space as well. It was rumored for the longest time, but now it's actually official. We'll talk about that later on in the show too. Yeah. But um, no, lots of, lot of, the, lot of shit to talk about. So uh, yeah, what do we got? Well, Will, on this week's episode of the show, I, I coined a phrase from, from GameStop, uh, power to the players. Ooh. Get it? Yeah. yeah, and the fans because duh. Do we have uh, power up rewards now? Oh my god, HCS Pro Talk, <laughs> HCS Power Up Rewards. Um, tournaments are announced and recapped. The first Halo Infinite Battle Pass details are here, and of course, we round every show out with some video games. So, without further ado, Will, let's get into this. HCS Raleigh update this is by Adam Apicella. And again, if I mispronounce Adam's name, I always apologize because I always get it wrong, but that's besides the point. We move on. He states, I received a lot of questions about the HCS Raleigh event. Uh, for example, bags we will be allowing 12 by 12 by six bags at the doors. They do not need to be see-through, which is the equivalent of a drawstring bag. If you have questions about the event, please email HCS events, NA at ee.gg. That is an email address. Halo Australia tournament announcement. This is by Halo Australia on Twitter, and I quote, We're proud to announce the final tournament in our MCC online series. Huge thank you to our partners at HCS, Tournamatch, and Divine Mind for helping keep uh, Australia and New Zealand Halo alive through the COVID period. Sunday, November 21st at 12 p.m. AEST, 1 p.m. AEDT. Europa Halo leadership changes by Europa Halo. 
and Twitter, and they state, Announcement. Europa Halo leader Shirzy One will step down as, leaders, uh, as leader of Europa Halo with immediate effect. A new leader has been appointed and will be announced later this week. We thank Shirzy for all his hard work over the last year. Please see his statement below. Shirzy states, A sad day. Europa Halo's best-looking member will no longer be at the helm. And as undoubtedly the tear has already rolled down your cheek. Rest assured I will still be casting and providing my services with content creation. I do not feel I'm the man to guide this great team to bigger and better things. I'd like to thank the many talented people on the team who have and will continue to drive us on. Love and vibes, the Shurs. Awesome. It is. Sad to yes. see him go, but like, he, I'm, I'm glad he's sticking around to help content creation because that's that seems to be where his passion is. Yes, absolutely. And Shurzy, you're incredible. You, you pop in here every once in a while and we love you. And uh, yeah. We wish you the best in your content creation, and we wish the new leader the best as well, whoever that may end up being. Uh, Bacon, I agree. I was concerned as well that the Warthog in Forza Horizon 5 is not the infinite Warthog. But hey, it is what it is. And thank you for listening. Ninja states, doesn't it at least sound better than the infinite Warthog? I mean, I don't think the infinite Warthog sounds bad, do you? Yeah. I was fine with it. Yeah. Fiesta Frenzy winners! This is by Sir Iron Wolf of Forge Hub. The honorable, men the honorable mentions include Alien by Arpod. They, uh, Arpod wins Forge Hub socks from Forge Hub and a lanyard from Podtacular. And then the other runner-up is Athena by Unknown Emerald, who also wins Forge Hub socks from Forge Hub and a lanyard from Podtacular. And the winners are in third place. Time out. That's what I send my daughter to when she's acting up, which is a lot. By Dear Girls. Dear Girls wins $300 in a t-shirt from Forge Hub and Podtacular. And second place is One Man's Trash by the Zamples and Infinite Forges. They win $700 in a t-shirt from Forge Hub and, and uh, Podtacular. And in first place, we had Senshi by Unknown Emerald, winning $1,000 in a Forge Hub t-shirt and socks from Forge Hub and a t-shirt and lanyard from Podtacular. I want to know what those socks look like. Socks sound cool, Will. <laughs> It's, it's getting colder. We need we need warm socks here. Oh, the weather outside is moderately okay. Um, Twitch Rivals Halo 3 announcement. This is by Twitch Rivals. We're running it back, baby! I added the baby part. Legendary players will return for the $50,000 Twitch Rivals Halo 3 throwback with Ninja. Saturday the 13th at 12 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv forward slash Twitch Rivals. I don't think there's... He's not going to throw another hundred grand at this, is he? No, he's throwing two hundred grand in. Ooh, oh baby, oh man. We'll Honestly, see. I have no fucking idea what he's going to do. Yeah, I wouldn't expect him to. He already no. chipped in a large amount of yeah. money, so. But it's ninja. He can do whatever fucking ninja. He wants. Yeah, he... he's going to be like a Mr. Beast and just throw a million dollars in there. Say fuck it, huh. you know. That mixer money. Yeah. <laughs> Money Tuesday is coming back big. This is by LVT, Louis V. Titan. There's a video that was released. Um, it's kind of like a recap and an appreciation video for everything that's taken place with Money Tuesday over the course of the last year. Um, and in the tweet, it states, Why Tuesday was Halo 5's most watched day of the week. Louis V. Titan reflects on the absolute W that was season one of Money Tuesday. Also... $5,000 Money Tuesday season opener? Indeed, friends. Indeed. In the final piece 
of competitive news. Is designing the Halo Esports ecosystem for November. This is by Tashi. The power is yours. That's why I put power to the players. Ah, be, yeah. Full circle. We got there, baby. Um, so really, this it will. It's funny. I'm not going to read through this article. You know why? Because hmm. you had already said what it's going to be about, and you were dead on last episode. You said that, well, it, so this week's, this month's blog post is about how, like, what, um, what the players and the fans can do to, like, engage and provide within the ecosystem. Yeah. And, Will, do you remember, I'm putting you on the spot, do you remember what you said? Players play? Spectator, spectate. Yes, and that's literally like what this article talks about. So, and it's nothing against Tashi. It's like, well, how are you going to explain the same thing over and over again with with different words? Yeah. Um. So they're they're inc- included our player and pro uh pro player checklists, and so these include stream what you when you play. Well, who the fucking thought? Be a positive influence. What? Be active on social media. Promote your team's cosmetics. And then extra credit, start a YouTube channel and upload regularly. Hey, you want to stay relevant? Make content. And then the fan checklist. What? Sorry, you you hit the mic first today. I, I did. That. Yeah, I'd like tap the cord. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's I, okay. I, I'm I not usually, wearing a hat, so it's like. I usually smack the mic at some point. You, there's always another opportunity for you to do so. We do have some time left. I was going to say, I'm not counting you out. It's not. Definitely not, not there yet. And then for the fan checklist, watch events and content. Purchase in-game content. And be active on social media. And don't be a fucking shitter. That's the last. <laughs> I'm adding that. As Asterisk. Asterisk. Yes. Bye, Josh. Ta- well, Tashi's not going to include that in the article because, or, you know, he's a professional person. I'm not. So I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm, don't be a fucking shitter. Asterisk by Will. If you need to be a shitter, be a proper shitter and do it through the right channels. I almost just spit. Oh. Be a proper shitter. Get a, get a squatty potty. You know, that's how you become a real shitter. Like a class A shitter. That They gotta get a squatty potty. Just don't be an asshole. Like, really, seriously. It, it's really simple. Just don't be a fucking asshole. It's really that simple. As a player as well. The last thing I want to see, now we complain too, but it's like it's in a different type of context. I'd say we're not tr- we're not trying to shit on anybody, uh, but like we've seen instances during Halo Five, some rightfully so, just kind of went in the wrong direction. To where you had pro players complaining all the time about something like such and such a such and such b when it wasn't any. This is what I'd like in order for it to improve. It was more like, this is fucking, this is ass. Yeah. Remove this shit. Or like, that's what they sound like to me when I read their comments. Okay. Um, but yeah, don't be a shitter. That's it for the competitive news. Your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by Noob Combat. Check out noobcombat.com for early sports needs playing too much uh horizon your your voice your voice just sounded like an accelerating car (laughs) (laughs) that's the turbo engage (laughs) 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 
That's what you sounded like to me. All right. It's funny because I drive a, uh, I, I drive like a Porsche Taycan, which, which is their electric vehicle. So it doesn't make any sound. Oh. When it comes. That's gotta be weird. It is weird because you hear all the other engines in the background and, and I'm just like, just <laughs> through. Um, okay. I'm coming to of the week. On Friday, November 12th, we have the LFTG Halo 5 2v2, of course, weekly. On Saturday, November 13th, we have the Twitch Rivals Halo 3 throwback event. DJ Blue PDX's Respawn All-Stars Halo 4 Griffball Fall Series number 2. And the Forge Hub and Potacular Halo 5 Fiesta Frenzy Tournament are all taking place. And then on Sunday, November 14th, we have the continuation of the Forge Hub and Potacular Halo 5 Fiesta Frenzy Tournament. It's a two-day event. The Esports Arena Halo 5 4v4 and the second to last Pen Halo event, the Pen Halo out with the old Halo 3 4v4. That's what I mean by that is the last, the one of two last events before Infinite releases. Should have prefaced that. The out with the old Halo 3 4v4 presented by Pen Halo to round out the tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for Halo Esports needs, but still no merch because Maddie's a little bitch. Will, what do we got <laughs> next? Roster Mania! Little bit of Roster Mania here, and it comes in the form of G2 Esports teasing their Halo roster. It's about fucking time. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Game comes out in less than a month. Yeah, we, we gotta know. What the fuck but are you doing? We will know on November 12th at 3 p.m. Eastern, so stay tuned to their Twitter. I'm sure that's where the announcement will come. Yes, and they also released a video today, literally today, of like the whole thing where guy goes into bathroom starts humming the halo theme everybody else joins in behind him but this mm. one had a little bit of a twist to it where when he left the bathroom all these people in g2 masks were just standing there looking at him oh creepy and it's like what the fuck and then he just goes and washes his hands but hey good for you for washing your hands after you go to the bathroom and anybody that doesn't do that fuck you <laughs> don't be a shitter <laughs> If you're going to go to, if you, hey, you know what, Will, before, you, before we continue, Logan, you motherfucker, before we continue, continue, I need to say this. For everybody going to Raleigh, all right, look at me when I'm talking to you. And if you're not watching the VOD of this, then just think of me piercing into your fucking soul with my eyes right now. If you're going to Raleigh, all right, you go to the bathroom. And you don't wash your hands. I can't hug you. You know, that's, I mean, this is what it is. So I, I, I want to give out hugs. If you want one, that is they're free, you know, but, uh, don't be a fucking shitter. Wash your goddamn hands after going to the goddamn bathroom. COVID's fucking spreading motherfuckers. God. <sighs> that's it for your weekly PSA. Presented by All Josh. Right. Don't be a shitter. All right. We'll move on to some tournament and league recaps then. Nice. Uh, LFTG Halo 5 2v2 results. Ooh. They're in. In third, fourth, we had team final, which is simply fear me. And my cursor was in the way. Sorry. Astound. And we also had team hello. Hello. Omnipresent and dread takedown. <clears throat> Second went to team. <laughs> I don't know. Facheros? It was Sepstars and Laylocks. And then first went to Team Fedos, uh, Strikey and 
Rorch. That's what you're getting now. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Eric, like the Sasquatch. cringe? No. With the, what is that? Nine month? Uh, yes. Sub baby. Yeah. Yeah. Nine month resub. Thank you so much for the resub. Greatly appreciated. You get a. There we go. Yeah. Next tournament was the Esports Arena Halo 5 4v4 result. Mikey says it's a girl. There you go. Uh, in fourth nice. place, we had Team Fire and Ice. It was Noble, Bullet, Magico, and uh, Lunagot. Third went to PK, Pittsburgh Knights, Drift, Tapping Buttons, Atso, and Gambino. Second, Harmonic Convergence. That's that's a name. Anyway, uh, Boobadoobo, Sab, Suppressed, and Avenue. First went to business, taking home 600 bucks. Renegade, Onboard, Tolic, and Super C, C of AIDS. And believe it or not, that's all I have for the tournament and league recaps, Josh. So, Harmonic Convergence is like a real thing, but like it's also a Legend of Korra thing. No. So, in the context of the Legend of Korra, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll say there. And if, if, you know what, another PSA by me. Oh, gosh. If you have, no, this isn't bad. If you haven't watched The Legend of Korra, do it. Please do it. It's it's do genuinely it. really fucking good. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. Uh, But yeah, if you, obviously, if you haven't seen Avatar Last Airbender, do that first. And then watch The Legend of Korra. They're both on Netflix. So just do it. Because they're, I mean, you would agree, Avatar: Last Airbender is fucking awesome. It was good, yeah. yeah. And Korra's is Korra's really fucking good too. So watch both. Then you'll understand what harmonic convergence means in that context of that show. Okay, yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Fucking a. Oh my God, Will. It's a time for some. Wait, we don't even have a topic this week, so it's time nah. for some regular news. But before I say that, back to my PSA. Bacon asks, what is The Legend of Korra? Well, let me tell you. It is the sequel series to Avatar The Last Airbender, which people will yell at me, but I don't fucking care. It's an anime, okay? Just, just go watch it. It's not technically an anime, but I consider it an anime. It's it's very fucking good. It's a kid's show that was on Nickelodeon, but it, it deals with more adult themes than what is what is presented as a kid's show. And the legend of Korra takes it even a step further. Like so much so that may, I don't know if it was due to ratings or like due to viewership or whatnot, but they had to take it off of the traditional airing schedule of Nickelodeon and put it, put new episodes only on Nick.com. And I don't think it was due to viewers because like the, when they transitioned to putting it only on Nick.com, things got heavy, like real heavy. So Watch it. It's very fucking good. Regular news, though. Halo Infinite UNSC Archives Project Magnus by Halo. Uh, it's a YouTube video. It's one. Of, it's their second video uh, in really pushing the promoting of Halo Infinite. Um, it deals with the creation of the grapple shot and the story behind that and the story of the character behind that. Um, really good. It was very, very good. The first one also was very good, but this, yes, very, very good. So go watch those. Um, the new Halo Waypoint website has officially launched. This is by Halo. 
The new Halo Waypoint has officially arrived. Dive in and check out the brand new look, the updated features, and all the ways you can continue your Spartan journey even when you're not in game. And funny enough, Halo 5 is not on that website. So. Savage. Yep. It is uh, not there. But. Are they just like abandoning it? I dude, like I don't fucking know. But if you go to games at the top. Oh, yeah, games. Yeah. Halo 5 never existed. Halo Infinite, the Master Chief Collection. That's all it has. Yep. So two things I want to point out. Halo 5's going to the Master Chief Collection. Two things I want to point out. You are jumping to conclusions. Okay, so <laughs> two things I want to point out. One, click on Halo Infinite for me. Oh. Okay, clicking on Halo Infinite on the Waypoint website. Scroll down. Okay. Never mind. I'm going to show you instead because it's what not. What am I scrolling to? Hold on. It's not showing up for you because I think you have like a mobile-esque type situation going on. Yeah, this is technically like a. Yeah. Okay, it's I a don't. surface. It's so a here mobile. we go. Here we go. So if you go to halowaypoint.com, anybody can do this. You can do this right now. If you're watching live, if you're listening live, then please, you can go ahead and do this and you can, you can do it live with us. Go to halowaypoint.com. Go to games, click on Halo Infinite. When you scroll down just slightly, it'll say jump to with three options. What does the first one say? Campaigns. Plural. Yeah, maybe you can have multiple safe states. No, so the the rumor is, is that it's basically all but confirmed that Halo Infinite will have multiple campaigns. The first one being oh. Yeah. Uh eh, yeah. Yeah typo? <laughs> I don't think it's a typo. I, I genuinely don't think that's a typo. This is, this has been circulating for a while now. And this, this basically all but confirms it. I'm not, th- I'm not saying it's confirmed, but this it's like there. So DLC. Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like destiny. Yes. Yes. Mm. Tenure plan, yeah. singular game. There had to be more coming. Exactly. Exactly. So there's that. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out and something I thought about when I saw, uh, I think it was, I think it was Louis V Titan that actually tweeted out that Halo five was missing from the new website. Uh, forgers and people who create custom games. All those links are broken now. Cause Halo five is not on it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So it's like, it's a rough time out there for folks. So, uh, there you go. Enjoy that. Why it's missing. I don't fucking know. It's weird. Um, but also it, it, all like halo wars two, halo wars definitive edition. Those are gone too. So it's like, what are you going to do? Oh, what's that? Can you click on that? What does that bring you to? Oh, just it, the forums. There's a halo five form. Okay. So the forums still exist, but like nothing else does. Cool. Love it. Good job guys. Um, an article that just released today, Halo Infinite campaign, get to know Jega, a Spartan killer. Ooh. This is by Ryan McCaffrey of IGN. You may have known him from the memeable videos of him playing the multiplayer. Um, this is, this brings me I, another PSA. This brings me back to the whole, don't be a shitter scenario guys for those bitching about the we talked about this last week but we did yes so go listen to last week's episode but don't be an asshole to the press who are trying to play a game and to show off different things about the game they're not they're not meant to be professional players at the game so shut the fuck up about it 
But back to this article. During our visit to 343, we spent time sitting down with the Halo Infinite team to discuss the notion of a boss fight in a Halo game, and more specifically, one of those bosses. Jaga, a dual red plasma sword-wielding elite, the guy that we saw in the picture, and the, the campaign overview trailer, whatever the fuck it was, remember? That's him. His name's Jaga. Or Jige. Or Jiga. Or J- Jaga. I don't fucking know how to pronounce his name. Who is among the Spartan killers who are also known as the hand of Atriox and should make for a fierce encounter of any on any of Halo's legendary, including legend. Wait, Jesus Christ. What a Ryan. So Ryan states and should make for a fierce encounter on any of Halo's legendary, including legendary difficulty levels. You probably wanted to make sure there was a separation of like, it'll be fierce on all difficulty levels. So why did he just say that? Same message. Sometimes you less I, words. I've, I've done this too, where Ryan. you write, you're typing away, and you get an idea, and you just keep typing, and you and you don't. Anyway, moving on. That's what editors are for. Um, so he was briefly shown in the recent Halo Infinite campaign overview trailer, but we learned a lot more about him. Yo. How the fuck do you pronounce that? Oh God, I feel like an asshole. Is it is, uh, my old man eyes? I need new baggy? glasses. Baggy, balgy. I think it's an eye. Baggy. Yeah. My Minnesotan accent's coming out now hard. Bay. Baggy. Bagel. Baggy Halo. Thank you for the sub. Welcome to the show. Woo! There you go. I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Let me know how you like it like it to be pronounced. Like Jaga, because I don't know how to pronounce that person's <laughs> name either. I think, without, I think you got it. I think I might have too. But for the sake of the context of, the, of this article, I'm saying Jaga. Quote, one of the things we tried to do with Jaga was make him into the creepiest, most disturbing character that's been in Halo. End quote. Said associate creative director Paul Crocker. Quote, just every time you see him, he looks as things as prey. The whole experience of how he toys with Chief is just how he is. End quote. Yeah. I like what Logan said. Yes. With Gravemind. Yep. Tough to top it. Like, I agree like completely. Said. And also just the flood in general. Are oh, they're creepy, creepy motherfuckers. Creepy as hell. And so. when you see it, you really want to see something fucking creepy, go back and play Infection in Halo 4. Just queue up a custom game of Infection in Halo 4 with you and a buddy and have somebody be the infected. Just look up close. That shit's fucking creepy. <laughs> um, but no, like the grave mine scene in, uh, what is it? Halo two. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. It's just, how can it get creepier than that? Like that's just fucked up. So it is what it is. Um, elaborates Halo franchise narrator, uh, narrative writer, Jeff Easterling. Grim brother one quote. We wanted to build a character up. Uh, we wanted to build a character up to be more than a kind of subtle sidekick to Eshram. They have the closest relationship. They've worked together the longest. Jaga is the most respected soldier, his closest friend quote. The entire group of Spartan killers is a showcase of the banished power. Easterling continued. Not only are they furthering the cause of the banished. They're also inspiring all the troops that are beneath them. End quote. But getting back to Jaga and, the, and that creepiness, Easterling explains, 
Quote, he was a member of the Silent Shadow. In one of the many secret missions, one of those endeavors left him in the state that we see him in now, where his lust for battle and vengeance completely outweighs even his own pride in his own culture. Easterling is referencing Jaga's mangled appearance. As you can see in the images above, in the article, of course, he has not exactly won every battle he's been in, despite his ferocity and ruthlessness. So going against covenant tradition and principles, he accepts a robotic arm and mandibles. Quote, the banished represent what the covenant would have been like if you didn't have the group's dogmatic restraint on things, end quote, Easterling said. Quote, he's, the, he's almost like the inverse of what you'd expect from the Arbiter. Instead of the, taking the high road, it's stripped down. We asked ourselves, what is the psycho element of the Arbiter? Easterling added, I want new fans to feel like they're on the same even footing as an old school fan when they play Infinite. And then when they get to the end of it, be so inspired that they want to maybe go play other games or maybe dig in deeper and explore other parts of the universe, end quote. At the same time, though, he clarified that, quote, there are actually hooks into old storytelling, but it's something that you come in absolutely cold and just want to know more about this character, end quote. But now that we know that there are some kind of formal boss fights in Halo Infinite's campaign, we get a, clip, a quick glimpse during the campaign overview trailer of a fight with uh, Tremonius, who has his name and a health power above his head. The Chief and Jega must face off at some point, right? Yes, Crocker confessed. There is a con confrontation between Jega and Chief. When I asked if there would be custom AI uh, written for these boss encounters, he also acknowledged that in the affirmative. Quote, you take the base character and then you add personality, end quote. He said of the team's philosophy to designing those moments. And Logan, we agree. Yeah. The articles are fucking dope. Yep. He states the articles just get me so much more hype for launch. So yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely. Uh, technically, the second to last news story that we have for this week Halo Infinite multiplayer battle pass plans have been revealed. This is, again, an IGN first article. They're doing it for the entire month of November. This is their IGN first game of November. It's by Miranda Sanchez of IGN. Halo Infinite's battle pass plan. Uh, Hook and Blom know we play other games. As Blom said, it'd be ludicrous to think otherwise. With this and the understanding that some battle passes can encourage unhealthy player habits, they decided Halo Infinite's battle passes should never expire. This is known information. This was announced back in June, but Blome said that they're doing this as they don't want people to burn out at the end of the season and to feel healthy and come back because they're excited to rather than because they have to rush and try to finish content they paid for. We wanted to be able to say, hey, look, when you put 10 bucks in, you keep that 10 bucks, Hook said. Halo Infinite won't have loot boxes either. So once you drop your money on something, you know exactly what you can get. Hook and Blome also discussed these key details about how battle passes will work. You can only have one battle pass active at a time, meaning your chosen battle pass is the one gaining experiences you earn as you play. You can switch battle passes. We can switch which battle pass is active whenever you want. The battle pass from the test flights is not representative of what we'll see in the final battle pass. About every quarter of the battle pass will have a legendary cosmetic in it. Legendary rated cosmetics will be character cannon related or a new type of customization object with special attributes or effects. And event rewards are separate from the battle pass. So season one, Heroes of Reach battle pass. Okay, but what's actually in the first season's battle pass? Halo Infinite's first season is called Heroes of Reach. This was previously announced by 343 in an Inside Infinite June update. And though we didn't get complete specifics on every item in the battle pass, though you can see a tease of some of the items we'll see in the battle pass in the image included in the article... 
Hook and Blom did reveal more about rewards we can expect to see from the first battle pass. We know people like Halo Reach, and we knew the story was going to have another Reach beat in the paperback books. There's a Reach beat in Halo Shadows of Reach after Halo 5. The Infinity goes back to Reach. So we just started full speed ahead on the best of the Reach customization, Blom said. As expected with the season title of Halo of Heroes of Reach, the first Armor Core will feature Halo Reach customization options. Think of Armor Cores as the base of an armor in which all corresponding armor of that type fits. For, for instance, each every player in Halo Infinite multiplayer will get the new Mark VII Armor Core. This means all customization options, shoulders, helmets, visors, knee pads, and more, made for the Mark VII model, can be swapped under their Spartan as long as that specific core is equipped. The Battle Pass is an opportunity to unlock the classic Mark V and customization options for it. When we're looking at the Heroes of Reach and what Blom and the team pulled together is a really great model of how we're trying to tell a visual story with the Battle Pass of earning characters, basically through all the Reach characters with the Battle Pass, Hook said. For us, the system that's been created with the armor core at the center and then all the attachments that players can choose to add, do you want Emil's knives? Do you want George's grenades? Mix and match how you want to create your own, or if you just like, no, I want to look exactly like June, you can do that. For the first time, you can look exactly like Cat with a prosthetic arm. To ensure proper representation of prosthetics in Halo Infinite, Blom said they worked closely with in-house veterans and, and the nonprofit profit org, Jesus, and the nonprofit organization called Limitless. We want people to build Spartans that are that they either aspire to be or love to be, or if they look cool, represent them. Blom said. As for other rewards we can expect in the Battle Pass, Blom said that we'll see death effects another callback to Halo Reach customization, and other new armor effects. There will also be armor kits. While many of Noble Team's cosmetics can be earned through the Battle Pass, you'll need to unlock a specific kit to look almost exactly like a member of Noble Team. We may be playing Spartan 4s, where Noble Team was mostly made up of Spartan 3s, but Blom said this is as close as we've ever gotten to looking like the Halo Reach characters in Halo multiplayer. There are certain things that for sure won't be in the Battle Pass, though, like, say, uncharacteristic emotes. We struggled a lot with dance moves for Spartans. We feel that more traditional players would reject Master Chief flossing. However, personal AI can go crazy. AI can do what it wants to do. That way you can preserve the uh, uh, militaristic feel without having to break what you consider canon. Unless, of course, Joseph Satin makes up a whole new story about dancing Master Chief. But until that happens, we have personal AI, Hook said with a laugh. Weekly challenges and event rewards. New customization options aren't solely earnable through the battle pass or purchasable in the store. Playing the campaign will also earn players new cosmetic items and players can also earn a weekly reward called the capstone by completing all the weekly challenges. We saw this in the flight. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. So at launch, we have the challenge system that fuels the battle pass and the event system. Events go live every few weeks. They're keeping most event details quiet for now, but they did share that each event will have its own free event pass. This is one of the few timed reward systems in multiplayer and will not include a paid track. They did also state that some of these events will come back. So if you miss them the first time around, it isn't gone forever. Right. You have a chance still. You have a chance. When it'll be back, no one knows, but it might be back. You get a special playlist and you get a new reward track for each event. That's two weeks for an event and one week for the Fracture. But the Fracture comes back every month. And it saves your progress. 
Now, that's another case where we had a long talk. We said, how much do we expect people to play, right? And let's balance it. So you know what? If they're at their parents' house for a week and they don't have their Xbox, they can still get everything that is on the reward track. Hooks say they'll monitor progression through events and eventually through more test flighting to see what players respond to in terms of rewards or progress and go from there. So how do you get that sweet samurai armor? Well, I'm acknowledged that while the more traditional Spartan armor and customizations look great, some of us crave more unique Spartan fashion options. This is where the fracture event comes in. This recurring event is how we're going to get unique cosmetics that don't quite make sense with the Halo canon, like the T's Yorai armor, uh, samurai armor. Hook said they watched what the Master Chief Collection is doing with its multiplayer cosmetics. The MCC multiplayer just got Viking and Gladiator armor, which is fucking dope, by the way. Yeah, I like it. And how its community responding to inform their development on the Fracture event. Multiplayer Spartans are not Master Chief. Occasionally, they have bright colors. Occasionally, you know in Reach, they have a flaming helmet. We want to be very careful about how we treat some of these things, and that's one of the reasons we brought the Fracture in as we brought it in. What we're saying with a fracture is very clearly, hey, this isn't canon. This isn't a Spartan that's fighting the banished. There have been other unique cosmetics throughout Halo multiplayer's history, of course, like the Hayabusa armor. Everything still has to make sense within the Halo universe, and they're intending on leaning on the Halo fracture story to assist in that. Hook said it's their hope they'll hear from the community on things they'd like to see, though keeping cosmetics consistent with Halo Legends is crucial. Community feedback is a constant focus for this team, and ultimately, they're looking to us to see what we want, whether that's changes to events or more support for a future like personal AI. Hook and Blah made it clear, though, that they want to ensure each part of multiplayer feels rewarding rather than exhausting to keep us hopefully coming back to Halo Infinite's multiplayer. The Battle Pass system is really just a small part of the overall ecosystem for a season, Hook said. When we take a look at our events or event structures... It's not just about another place in which you're selling things. It's about taking that structure of a battle pass and layering it with each of the event structures that we have as well. What Chris says a lot, which I think is pretty critical to the success of it, is we want players anytime they engage in an activity to be able to feel rewarded. The battle pass sort of sits above all that, which is whenever you're playing, you're feeling rewarded from the battle pass, and that is our goal. So there you go. Um, Logan says that battle pass answer decision is absolutely perfect. Yes, this, this is the way to do it. If you're going to do it. Um, and then the decision making just seems so much clear for this launch. Can't wait. It really, really does. We had some bumps along the road in terms of, and we talked about it too, where is, when is too, when is information too much information or when is it not enough information? When do we need clarification on some things? When do you leave things alone? Yeah. And so there, there've been some quote unquote bumps in the road, but I feel like everything we've gotten has been pretty great so far. To be honest, the biggest concern I've heard is with challenges, right? Mm -hmm. And the way they're implemented. But the fact that that's the biggest concern right now, Right, like I'm okay with that right. compared compared to where things have been, and I don't know if you felt like this, but when I was playing the um, flight. the flight, I felt like I was completing challenges every other match, if not every match, like something just 
it was there was always progress. So I think I get not like I get the the concern of not just getting XP for playing, but actually having to complete a challenge to get XP. But I still think this is going to be the best implementation we've seen, with regardless. And it's nice that your battle pass items stay because I'm at that point. Like I used to, I was at the point where I was buying every battle pass in Valorant, and finally I just had, I said I had to stop because I was having to play hours upon hours each week to finish the battle pass. I'm talking right. like I had maybe four games of, or four, four games, four days of gaming that I have during the week. I had to play every day to get the enough XP to get the battle pass done. And that's just, I didn't want to feel like that. So this, I'm, I'm glad they are taking the route they're taking. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. The final news story that we have. Well, actually, before we do that, Logan states, I'd rather have overkill levels of communication because they're listening to the community to try and develop that game we can all fall in love with again. It takes communication and feedback from both sides. Um, Give me one second. We have a babysitter over. It's your wife. Yeah. She asks, can, can Lene have a splash of chocolate milk? Absolutely. <laughs> she loves her milk, so. Yep, there you go. It's a, it's... Silk almond milk. There you go. Yeah, that's what she drinks. All right, last news story that we have. And I promise I'm not going to read through the whole thing. We have Tech Preview 2 outcomes. Yo, yo. Um, you know who this is by? Unishek. Thank you, Will. <laughs> yes. Wait, who is it by? Unishek. Perfect. Um, Will, do you want to let the folks know what happened over the over <laughs> was, what happened over the week? I was gonna wait, but go ahead. Last week, I decided, you know, Unishek posts puns. Wait, all, who? Unishek posts puns every week on his uh, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday on his Twitter, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna post my own puns. And I, I, I my my thing was posting puns every day until at Unishek notices. Until who? At Unishek. Notices. So <laughs> I did it. And I started off with some like lame puns because who knows what he, you know, he, he puts some weird ones out there too. Sure. And then the last two. So spoiler alert, last two on day 11, I did a, um, it was a, I hated this pun, but it was great. Um, I was like, I talked to Adele's interior designer and we had some problems positioning her desk. She told me she wanted to play Halo from the other side. Yeah, a Halo joke. Love it. And then uh, this, the last one hate you. was my mom asked if there's any side effects of like long-term side effects of gaming uh, or asked a man if there's any long-term side effects of gaming. He's like, I'm, he's like, he's like, I'm pretty, or yeah, yes, there are. And she's like, well, how do you know? He's like, uh, or uh, he's like, uh, I forget. He has a hunch. Basically, that's how he's. Yeah. That's what it says. And Unishek, po a posture joke. Yeah, posture joke. And Unishek liked that one. Day twelve took me twelve days to get a response from Unishek. I thought I was going to go on for weeks and weeks. Wait, response from who? From Unishek. And uh, I thought I was going to go on for weeks. <laughs> but Mister Unishek responded. <laughs> so to so say, you got to go full bore with it. If we're just going to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You, you we haven't you been know. able to use that button in a long time, so it it definitely got its fill today. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. But yeah, I was excited. Congrats. 
congratulations to you. You did it. You got what you were looking for. Your it's, fucking dumbass puns got your response. Yep, 12 days of content. Too. Oh, God. <laughs> so without further ado, the Tech Preview 2 Outcomes article by... Unishek. Thank you. All right, last one. All right. Yes, that's it. Uh, so I'm just going to read the intro here so you get a, uh, an understanding of what this article is about. And then, like I said, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is very long. But instead, I'm going to go like beat for beat um, and just give the synopsis for each section because they technically they include something like that. So welcome Halo Insiders. Thanks for playing in another Halo Infinite Tech preview last month. Our primary goal is to test our online services at scale, but we're still keeping our ear to the ground and collecting feedback on everything we could. As part of this outcomes report, we're excited to dive into the common themes that emerged across both weekends of your hands-on time with Halo Infinite. The team determines which uh, these themes through dedicated user research surveys and community discussions online in places like Waypoint, Twitter, r slash Halo, YouTube, etc. If you'd like to learn more about the feedback gathering process, please read the Inside Infinite dedicated to flighting and feedback. This report will focus on feedback from the most recent tech preview flights, September 24th through the 27th and October 3rd, uh, and September 30th through October 4th, and is meant to be uh, additive to our first tech preview outcomes report. This means if you don't see something in this report, but it was mentioned in the last report, please rest assured that it's still on the radar. Without further ado, let's get it. Oh, wow, I didn't even read that, but it literally says without further ado. It's, just, it's like I write these fucking articles. Um, let's get into it. So accessibility, the positives include the friend or foe system, uh, full controller and keyboard and mouse remapping continues to receive praise, ability to change text size across the entire game and subtitles for multiplayer. Feedback includes desire for an auto sprint option, desire for more color controls for a full colorblind mode and desire customizable placement and size of HUD elements. The three pieces of feedback we saw from this flight were very similar to what we saw in our first tech preview. And we agree with all of them. While they won't be able to make launch, this is going to be a continual theme that we're going to see. Just a heads up. It's the same as last time. We're keeping these on our list of post-launch priorities and hope to fit them into a future season. Auto sprint and additional uh, color controls are both likely to come sooner than something like HUD customization, as that would likely take a sizable overhaul of some systems. What about the subspace engine, Will? Joking aside. They all may take some time, but we want to go after them. We'll let the UX UI team expand more below. For audio, positives included weapons sounding powerful and added to the experience. Fuck yes, they did. Needler projectiles sounded more glassy and crystal since the last flight. Ambient map sounds and details, especially on fragmentation, were appreciated. Um, uh, people continue to enjoy both menu and multiplayer music. Fuck yes, we do. And the musical riffs in-game are a nice touch, although I would say they're overplayed. And I, I don't know. They're the same thing, but whatever. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Feedback includes Needler's super combined explosion. Sounds good, but can be too quiet. Um, They're going to take a look at it. Okay. Yep. Live positive customization is looking great. Feedback includes many players want to earn per, per match XP outside of challenges. Concerns around time double XP boost efficiency. That's mm -hmm. a big one. Um, and desire for a career ranking system in addition to the battle pass. So do you, how do you feel about that? Like my account's level 50. I, I, uh, I personally don't like it because it just means you play a lot. I right. Really, like, I, don't I don't need that. I don't care. I, I think that that's more of a, I could see that more, me being more of a statistical thing on waypoint. 
Like, yeah. you know, like here's my overall career shit. Here's how much time I played multiplayer time. I played campaign. I don't need a number next to it. Yeah. I don't fucking care. Um, we're aware that some desire changes for a broader progression system outside of the battle pass. After the last fight, we have adjusted our daily challenges to be more focused on a per match play model. The other big issue was making double XP boost more time efficient in match on usage. This is something we agree with and are looking at a solution we can provide at a future date. In other words, ain't fucking coming at launch. So let's reiterate real fucking quick because this was a point of contention before and it's time that we just lay it out one more time before launch. When you use a double XP boost in Halo Infinite, the timer starts as soon as you press the button to activate it. Yeah. It is not per match. So if you want to get the most out of it, you better be fucking playing the game. Otherwise it's going to, it goes through menus. So you're use it when you feel it is most efficient to use. Honestly, when you're, when you're going to be getting in and out of the most matches and when you're going to be completing the most challenges. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the big thing. Will talked about this before, but try to do it when you're close to completing challenges that you have. Because like mentioned before, there is no other XP progression path. It's just the pass and it's just through challenges. So make sure you you have something ready to go for a challenge that you're about to complete. They're relatively easy as we've seen from the flight. So make sure you're ready to go, activate that boost and boom. Get the most out of it. Uh, Logan states, do we have any idea on a ranking system for this game? Um, in the flight preview, there is a screenshot. Well, not a screenshot. There is a screen that shows up that looks like it has the same type of ranks as five did mm-hmm. without champ. Yep. So we don't necessarily know yet. The full details have not been explained yet, but there was a screen that anybody could access in the flight um, that showed the ranks, and they're the same ranks as five without champion. So there's that. So take that as you will. But again, we do not have definitive information at this point in time. See you guys in Onyx then? We should, well, we'll see. <laughs> um. So, again, double XP, they're looking to make it more efficient at a future time, not at launch. While we explore those changes, which we, which could be larger undertakings, we're also looking into faster options, such as ways to increase how frequently XP is given out via challenges and potentially tying XP boost to matches played rather than time. So they're looking at changing it. Yes, that could be great. Could be. Beyond that, there's been a large number of requests for an additional career progression system. We want this too, and it's our team's top priority. But doing it right will take time, and that may mean it won't come as quickly as many of you would like. As we look at what our team needs to build, adding an entirely new progression system on top of everything else is a lot. Building a progression system with solid design, good implementation, top-tier UX UI presentation, thorough testing, and time for polish will take some time. We want to do it right. Well, this is a ways away. Please understand that outside of continuing to support the basic need of each season, finishing up existing work that's already been started... Building additional progression systems and improving the areas mentioned above are the live team's top priorities. So they're going to do it. So there you go. I guess it wasn't a question of whether or not we want it. It's, I guess they're just going to fucking do it. The question is when, but there's that multiplayer training mode. 
Positives, training mode provides a safe place to simply lean back and learn as a beginner. Training mode received lots of love from competitive players looking to deliberately practice. The wide array of options to change the combat situations were also appreciated. Bots continued to be intelligent, fun, and challenging, and the feedback is players wanted to play on fragmentation and to have their friends join them. Training mode is played locally on your machine, meaning we don't spin up a uh, server that multiple people can join. But we think the heart of this feedback is solved via custom games. At launch, you'll be able to play on big team battle maps with friends and a handful of bots together in the same custom game. Cool. Dude, you can do like So it's custom games. That's yeah. all it is. It's the same shit. I Just hope they allow stuff. us to do like bot horde mode. I mean, hey, with the way that Okay, so again, we're not talking about leaks on this show. From the supposed leak from a while ago in terms of why Forge is delayed, mm-hmm. this sounds like if that information is true, and I'm not going to link it, I'm not. you can go find it. Because um, we just don't know. Yes, we just don't know. From the sounds of that supposed leak, this is going to be the most robust and uh, potential to allow script writing like full-blown script writing in Forge, mm-hmm. which all things considered, like pie in the sky, you could make that. Yeah. Like that could be a thing that you could make. So that'd be crazy. The radar. They call it a combat sensor. It's a fucking radar, but positive. Most players appreciated the return to the motion tracker settings. Consistent reports that the range felt too small. This feedback. Consistent reports that the range felt too small, especially in big team battle. And note, height indication was present but many players did not recognize this implementation. Myself included. Because I I was I was wondering about this. Now I wasn't paying attention to fragmentation, but uh, like I'm live fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get into it. Um, we did see people that say that they still felt that they were being caught off guard due to, its, due to the radius size of the combat sensor, with the majority of these reports coming from Big Team Battle. For arena social settings, we didn't see enough feedback to want to make a fundamental change here ahead of launch, but we'll continue to monitor it for long, uh, when we launch. For Big Team Battle, we agree and plan on getting this updated from 18 meters to 22 meters shortly after launch. So, well, you may not see it on launch day. It's it's coming. Arena maps and modes, positive. Behemoth is amazing all around. Some consider it an instant classic. Will? Great. Instant classic. Not sure. I agree. Positive. Capture the flag is a classic beloved mode. Okay. Many appreciate the return of strongholds. Notably PC players who have not experienced it in Halo 5 found it very enjoyable. Split feedback. Some players express a desire for the flag to kill in one melee. Others appreciated their current tuning. No, I don't think I ever got a hit off with the flag. Uh, I don't think I did either. I may have in training, but not like in an actual match. Sure. Note, some players appreciated the flag visibility rules. Others were still unsure how they worked. And note, the bug that allowed vehicles to push flags was disliked by most. <laughs> well, I well, wonder the, why. The fact that it was a bug yeah. makes perfect sense. Yes, absolutely. So, flag melee damage is something we've tested and tweaked quite a bit internally to get where we landed today. With its current melee tuning, the flag takes two hits to kill. But its melee swings are faster than a player who, who is holding a weapon. I mean, are we talking about BX being here? Because that was like instantaneous. (laughs) Yes, it is satisfying to get a one-hit melee when you're the carrier, but we believe this new take allows for more interesting battles between both players. That said, we'll watch this to make sure it's performing as we intended when the game goes live. 
In regards to flag visibility rules, we'll continue to watch this one while we're live to see if there are any specific instances that are confusing people. It's worth noting that Halo Infinite has different spotted rules than Halo 5, so we'd also want to make sure people have time to get more familiar with the new system, and the team will keep an eye on this too. They should just maybe, like, tell us. Well, th here's the funny thing. I agree with you in the, in, in the context of the article. Why not just say it? Yeah. But yeah, I get they want people to play and figure it out. But even, like, I, okay, so we had, during the during the community play date when we played BTB, I forgot who it was, and I'm not, I'm not talking shit to the person. Um, I forgot who it was, but they had the flag, and they were sprinting with it. And it literally says, like, almost in the center of your screen, that you are visible or you are spotted. Yep. So, I don't, and the, it, the person didn't realize that that's what it meant. Is that when you're sprinting, yep. this is what happens, right? So, maybe there needs to be a little bit more clarification there. But to me, like, maybe more clarification as, because you're sprinting, you are spotted. Yeah. And, but like, if you see the fucking thing on your screen, then that should be an indicator enough. But yes, I, I agree that there should be maybe a little more clarification that if you are sprinting, you are spotted, but whatever. Got it. Um, and yes, we agree that pushing the flag with vehicles while very sandboxy is too easy and removes too much of the teamwork aspect we want to see in CTF matches. That was a bug and has already been fixed for launch. Big team battle. Fragmentation is an amazing map with plenty of spaces for vehicle and smart in combat. I actually agree. Vaults, loot caves are a fun, unique addition. Pelican vehicle deliveries looked amazing and added to the experience. Wildlife was a pleasant surprise for all. Capture the flag is a classic and rotating the flag's position was enjoyed by most. Total control received top marks for being both fun and intense. Moving the zones after each score helped keep the gameplay fresh throughout each match. Yes, it did. And then feedback. Spawning more powerful vehicles later in the match meant players had fewer opportunities to use them. And Jeff Steitzer, please. So for those who didn't notice, uh, there was no multiplayer announcer in BTB. Jeff Steitzer was not there ever. And I never noticed it, <laughs> but he wasn't there. Huh? Yep. Um, I will say though, before I even say what they said, the spawning more powerful vehicles later in the match when players had few opportunities to use them. I like that. Yeah. Cause then the match isn't overtaken by vehicles. Yes. 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 Thank you. Yes. But that's just our opinion. We did see some players raise concerns about the stronger vehicles arriving later. And in some cases too late during their matches, we understand the desire for better vehicles more often. Who doesn't want more chances to jump in the scorpion? but we believe the progression of power is as better um, and better vehicles spawn in allows for the end of matches to feel like bigger moments. It's also, worth, it's also worth mentioning that there were vehicles such as the chopper and Wraith that weren't available in the flight that will help further flesh out this vehicle story in each match. Please be sure to let us know what you think of this match progression when the game launches. So they're not changing it. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Well, but they will be listening. They will be listening. Jeff Seitzer's voice will return in BTB. We weren't able to get this change in for December 8th. What? Oh my God. In one of the weirdest things I never thought I'd see is taking place after launch. 
Jeff Steitzer's voice will return at BTB. We weren't able to get this change in for December 8th, but we're looking forward to bringing his voice back in all its glory as soon as we can. I, I'm just, I'm just surprised. There may have been outside circumstances. Sure. Who knows? Maybe the, the lines didn't get recorded in time. Maybe implementation wasn't there. there I, I have. It's just weird to me. Yeah. yeah. But, well, but go BTB. Ahead. Does BTB need it? Well, the fact that I didn't even notice is not that big of a deal. Right. So I shouldn't be complaining. That's why I said it was felt, just felt weird. I feel like without an announcer, it was more in like you're more engrossed in, the, in it. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Sure, enveloped, engrossed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You felt like you were just there, fucking. You know. No, don't please move on. <laughs> PC positive plethora of settings and options is greatly appreciated, although it's cumbersome as fuck to get through. The update between weekend one and weekend two improved performance drastically. Feedback, lack of exclusive full screen option was missed by some. It was Agreed. fucking weird that it's not even there. Like that yep. was bizarre. Yeah, I don't know why. Both flights, both flights, not just the two weekends, but like the two separated flights completely didn't have it. Yes. And then some players expressed a desire for additional performance optimizations. If there was a piece of feedback I'd put in here is that the UI is messy as fuck to get through, but that's besides the point. Exclusive full screen is an interesting one. When reading the feedback from most players, they wanted exclusive full screen because they believed it would give them significant performance advantages. While that used to be accurate a few years ago, that is actually no longer the case due to some fundamental changes with Windows 10, and it is not applicable to DirectX 12. Infinite is DirectX 12 only. Not to get too technical here, but you can read up on this update here, the link that they include. If exclusive full screen would have increased performance over our current options, we would have prioritized it higher on our list and pursued it. However, there's still other use cases for players such as accessibility and just personal preference, and we do want to give players the choice. It will not be something that comes immediately post-launch, but we'll be investigating how to expose this as an option. How about your fucking content creators that have multiple screens that need a full screen capture? Or what if you have a G-Sync monitor and in your G-Sync settings, you have it to exclusively select full screen applications only, which is how you're supposed to use it. <laughs> there are applications for it. There's absolutely. I'm, sorry. I'm so surprised. That is a fundamental PC feature for a reason. That's okay. I'm playing on Xbox. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's very strange. Very strange decision in my in my opinion. I understand like the update in technology doesn't call for the performance issues, but there there mm -hmm. are like you said accessibility, other options that are that should be taken into effect here or into account. Anyway, I want to read this just real quick. I'm sorry. No, go for it. This is the article that they talk that that's linked demystifying full screen optimizations. I'm not reading the whole fucking thing games on. This is by uh, Hannah um, over on the Microsoft dev blog. Uh, she states games on PC generally offer three different types of display modes, full screen, exclusive windowed and borderless windowed full screen. Exclusive mode gives your game a complete ownership of the display and allocation of resources of your graphics card. 
In windowed game mode, the game is, is deployed in a bordered window, which allows other applications in Windows to continue running in the background. The desktop window manager, DWM, has controlled the display, while the graphics resources are shared among all applications, unlike in a full-screen exclusive environment. The third mode is borderless windowed. In a borderless windowed mode, the game is still running in a window, but has no border around it. This means the size of the window can be adjusted to fill the entire screen, while other processes still run in the background. With the release of Windows 10, we added full screen optimizations, which takes full screen exclusive games and runs them instead in a highly optimized borderless windowed format that takes up the entire screen. You get the visual experience and performance of running your game in full screen exclusive, but with the benefits of running it in windowed mode. These benefits include faster PC commands such as Alt-Tab, multiple monitor setups and overlays. Um, we have extensive performance data that indicates that almost all users who use full screen optimizations have equal performance to full screen exclusive. However, if you do find that you are experiencing any issues that may be related to full screen optimizations, please head to the troubleshooting section where we'll walk you through how to optimize your system and provide feedback to our team. So, In the article, okay, not this one, but the one that we're talking about in turn, like the, the tech preview to outcomes article. Yeah. Guys, I need to say this. Not every single one of your users is playing on a Windows 10 machine. I can guarantee you that. Now, I don't know what the spread is. I imagine people playing on PC are on Windows 10, the majority of them. But the fact of the matter is, not all of them will be. They should be, but not all of them will be. The other thing to take into consideration is, even in that article that was linked, it even states... If you still think that you're having performance concerns, go to our troubleshooting section. This isn't necessarily a 343 issue other than the fact that they're not including a full screen exclusive mode for their fucking video game that every other PC title has. Blows my mind. But a Microsoft issue as well, considering they're the ones that did it in their OS. So, I mean, like, I, what are you going to do? You know, but that's fucking stupid. Just like guys, come on, man. Are you serious? It is what it is at this point. That's so fucking weird. But yeah, I, I, I do find it strange. I thought that's, it feels like a simple thing to add to like, right. It, it, I don't, I don't, the, I just don't, maybe I don't understand it. I don't know. Maybe it's not, but. The blog says it itself that full screen exclusive utilizes your entire display and full graphics performance for that thing, for mm -hmm. that application that is running in full screen exclusive mode. I don't know about you, but when I have four or five different applications running, I don't want them taking up more resources than the game that I'm playing. That's right. You can, you can have discord up on, you know, if you're using that and maybe if you're playing the game, like in, I've noticed when my like, if I have a chat up yeah. and I'm playing a game on my main monitor and someone posts a GIF, that GIF doesn't play. 
until I click off the game because the graphics resource for that is being used by right. my game. Right. I don't want to be playing infinite and lose 10 frames because someone posts a GIF in the in the chat. If that's Well, according to their optimizations, you won't have to deal with that. True, but I feel like part, part of me, maybe maybe I am just stuck in that old way of full screen mode. And sure. It's, but it's clearly like... You said shared resources, right? Right. Clearly, we have more testing that we need to do, but this just seems like such an odd omission. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to change some of my games over, but like, I'm going to go play apex later this week and see what well, the frame difference is. I would make sure you look at that article first. Um, I just want to change between full screen and windowed full screen to see what the difference is. Right. But you should in the article that's linked in this one, yeah. it, it tells you like how to make sure that the, the application that you're running is enabled for it. So like I would check that mm. first and then see if you have any performance differences just to make absolutely sure. It's, it's, it's just so weird to me. It's something that now I'm all about. I'm all about like moving forward with technology and having uh, like just advancements in technology especially when it comes to the PC space, but any space in general, it's just so weird to me that they're it's, it's not that they're not doing it at launch. It's that they, it, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but it really feels like they just scoffed at the idea. Like we saw some feedback of people wanting exclusive full screen. Well, 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 let me tell you here, Sonny, you don't need that shit anymore. So no, like that, that's what that came off to me as. And then they include this lengthy ass article about now nah, you don't need that shit anymore, which very well could be true, but it's just, it's just the fact that it's not there. It's just weird. It's just fucking weird. Improving performance is always a focus of ours. And we're happy to say that there are a number of performance optimizations that will be in our final release that were not available in the previews. We work closely with our graphics and core game system teams to improve the game's performance all around. And while most performance optimizations bo uh, benefit both console and PC, there are specific optimizations we have implemented on PC to improve overall frame rate, improve frame rate consistency, reduce hitching, reduce video memory usage, and more. The optimizations we've made since the last preview should be quite noticeable and will help the game run and feel better on whatever hardware you have. Sandbox. Aiming. The increase in default sensitivity was received well. Feedback. Aiming was difficult on both controller and mouse and keyboard. Performance impacting aim. Using scroll wheel to change weapons on mouse felt inconsistent and can lead a player to accidentally swap back to the original weapon. And note confusion around the red reticle removal in certain instances, i.e. on PC. Um, da, 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 da. Talk about how they're, they're updating the aim, the cone angle of weapons. Here we go. Another part of the confusion and frustration around aiming also likely stemmed from the removal of Red Reticle and online multiplayer on PC. We knew it would be controversial, but we trust our team with what, uh, when they say this will cut out another potential cheating vector. We saw quite a few people say, just build a better anti-cheat system, which isn't really the right way to look at it. Building a better anti-cheat system involves taking preventative measures across the entire game, wherever possible, to reduce the ease of creating cheats. This is one of those small steps that contributes to a larger anti-cheat strategy across the entire game. There was also feedback that stated red reticle range was needed to determine effective range on weapons. 
which although it is helpful, we don't agree that it is necess- uh, it is a necessity on most weapons. Though, in the case of tracking weapons such as the plasma pistol and pulse carbine, or something that locks on, like the energy sword, we agree. Rider reticle was enabled on those weapons during the flight, and they will stay enabled, so you know when those weapons are ready to track or are locked onto their target. Lastly, while not directly aiming related, we saw a few PC players mention that using the swap weapon input on their mouse's scroll wheel, they're looking into it. Fucking change it to a different keybind. Jesus Christ. Friend or foe. Accessibility and customization options continue to be appreciated. Shield state and overshield readability improved since last flight. Some felt there was still room for improvement. What? Wow. You're literally a sun with the overshield on. Like maybe that's the improvement though. Maybe they're like, you, you are a son. We need you to be a fucking like solar beam. Um, feedback. Some players felt, uh, IFF outlines made it too easy to spot and be spotted from far away Mm -hmm. and desire for more options remains, including the ability to turn them off. Um, I would understand the friends, but not the foe to turn off. Right. I agree. Um, During the BTP portion of the flight, some people brought up concerns about the range at which the outlines kicked in. It didn't seem to be a problem for most, but we wanted to acknowledge that we hear this and we'll monitor it when we launch. And then as for turning them off entirely, we'd love to provide this option and others down the line, but it's something we'll need to balance and and prioritize with our other work. We'll provide updates on this when we have them. Weapons. Overall weapon balance continues to feel great. Throwing fusion coils, aka the noob cube, is a fantastic addition to the gameplay loop. Many players expressed concern that the plasma pistol underperformed in most situations. Hey. Can't wait to talk about this. Some players were worried about Bloom on the commando and the sidekick. And some players disliked the sniper's level of accuracy when out of scope. All right. The conversations around the plasma pistol were good to read over the course of the flight. It went from near outrage at the removal of its ability to EMP vehicles. So that was intended. To mild dislike and then shifted to constructive criticism about its role in the arena and big team battle gameplay loop. We expected a bit of shock when that change came into play. But we're happy to see the conversation shift towards feedback because we agreed with a lot of it. We also noticed it wasn't performing well in its intended role against Spartans. Thanks to your feedback, we'll be looking at some targeted changes to address its shortcomings against Spartans. We can't guarantee these changes will make launch, but they're in progress and will make their way to the game soon. Literally no mention otherwise of it doing anything to vehicles. So that's out. Holy shit can rip an overshield off but you can't i don't think i was ready for this will so that means that the 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 shock weapons shock weapons are your options maybe people stop using the freaking shock rifle as a sniper then which would be nice save those charges for the damn vehicles but that's another thing that wasn't mentioned here and i could have done a better job of providing the feedback is i felt like there wasn't enough representation or feedback as to how many shots or how many grenades it's going to take in order to EMP a vehicle with the shock stuff. It's just, it's inconsistent. What's up snag. Welcome back. We just, we just mentioned snag that, uh, it sounds like it's official that plasma pistols, the EMP, I mean the, the charged up plasma pistol shot will not 
EMP vehicles, and it was by design. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting change. Very. And they're it's, right. It's controversial as fuck. Hey, this is... I'm. The, we have the shock weapons. We do. I just want better it feedback just, about it. Just, it. it just means that... Got to pivot. The, the plasma pistol's role is now supposed to be against Spartans, not against vehicles. God, it's just, it's so crazy. It is, though. Like, I understand, like, who has plasma pistols? Grunts, right? Yes. Like, giving the grunts this vehicle-disabling weapons, you know, I can kind of see, like, why would they be carrying those? You'd want those to be against Spartans. I mean, but they do do that to you in, in campaign. They do. Yeah. They have all the time. Not Halo 1 because you couldn't do it in Halo 1, but like every other game, they did it. Hey, it's a spiritual reboot, right? It's Halo 1. <laughs> it didn't no work EMP. in Halo 1, so it doesn't do it here either. We're just back. Not originally intended. Goddamn, Halo 2 messed everything up. <laughs> in, in my old man mind, I'm not a fan of this. And I wasn't a fan of it in the flight. But again, we haven't played the full game. Open mind. We'll have to wait. I think see. I wasn't a fan of it in the flight because I just expected it, expected it to work. Now, that now we I have know confirmation. It, now that I know it doesn't, get the charge rifle. So it's on the map too. That's so fucking weird. So weird. At least they didn't take that away and didn't provide any other option. Right, right. They just added an option, not telling you about it while we're moving the other option without telling you about it. Hey, we might be able to get some uh, s- some early gamers caught off guard with it. You know, They're true. No, they'll just wants- shoot it at us and be like, "Hot jokes on you, fucker!" And they just splatter them. I'll hold all reservations until I get some time with the full game. Definitely odd, though. Yeah, it's weird. Yep. Um, bloom or accuracy decay due to poor trigger discipline. Whoa, wow. Oh, oh, that's I love it. it. I Whoa. love it. Poor well, accuracy decay due to poor trigger discipline. Unishek. Coming in hot with the fucking <laughs> statements there. I love it. Especially on precision weapons is always a lively conversation. During this tech preview, we saw people not mind Bloom and others dislike it, with most of the talk focusing on the commando and the sidekick. From what we saw in people's gameplay and in the data, both performed well in their intended ranges, but the commando actually started to do a little too well. Oh, we're getting spicy. The sidearm is meant to be a sidearm. Get it. Unishek. Fucking get it. Unishek. Let's go, baby. The sidekick is meant to be a sidearm, not a primary utility weapon like many expect coming off the heels of Halo 5. And we believe it's fulfilling its role with its current tunings. Let's go! In the case of the commando, we reduced the damage on it, so now it requires one more bullet to secure a kill. Holy fuck! I will say, if you were able to control it and hit, like... Your shots, it did kill really fast. Oh, yeah. This is just funny. I can't wait to see people fucking blow up on this one. The full screen one, kind of get. We have to test it, but I kind of get it. The the plasma pistol one, I'm still not entirely enthralled by it, but this is fucking funny. Like, it's, it's what we've been preaching for the longest time. It's a fucking sidearm, you morons. It's what it's meant for. Uni didn't say that. I said that, but that's besides the point. Oh, God. Um, Given that it can be a pretty large change, we opted not to alter its bloom and will continue to monitor how it plays 
We aren't making adjustments to Bloom on these weapons for launch, but like all weapons, we will continue to monitor and make changes as needed. This is so fucking awesome. I love this shit. That's the best paragraph of the entire article right there, bar none. Oh. No scoping with the Cyper is one we saw a little bit of traction on during the first flight with a slight increase this flight. Eagle-eyed marksmen noticed that hip-fired shots with the sniper are not always dead center, even though they always stay within its small reticle. This is intended for a few reasons, with the most notable being ensuring that uh, the sniper is used as a long-range weapon. And since we know people will ask, our tuning is in line with previous Halo titles that also had this effect on their UNSC sniper rifles. Right now, it is intended for hip-firing with the sniper to be accurate and consistent within a certain range. Beyond that range, players should scope in. Again, this behavior is not new to snipers in Halo or even to other precision weapons in Halo. We understand where you're coming from, but we'd like for you to try to get used to the ranges for no scoping and scoping in before we make any changes here. They fucking dug in, baby. They're sticking with it. I, I love, love it. it. Yes. Because it's 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 true, right? You, like, I was able to no scope with someone in my face. Yes, that's but, a point. Yeah. But trying to go, it's gonna it's gonna eliminate trick shotters, right? Slightly, slightly. You can still hit it. It's within the the little reticle. It's a little but locked. It, it's not gonna be dead on. Yeah. yeah. When it when at extreme range, when no scoping, movement, overall movement speed and feel continues to be received well. Feedback desired for increased physic impulses to help with grenade jumping, etc. That that I can understand. Yeah. And then split feedback. Some players like no player collision. Others would like it to return. The desire for increased knockback and physics impulses is one that we agree with. The two areas of focus for us in this topic are, are grenade explosions to allow for grenade jumping and the gravity hammer for cool gravity effects and to have a more satisfying smash. Smash. There it is. Let me smash. There are lots of creative plays that can be made with when physics impulses enter the mix. And that's exactly what we want in Halo Infinite. We may not get these increases in for launch, but we're on the same page and we're working to get them implemented as soon as we can. And then I know, I already know, there's Brian. I already knew that he, Brian, I saw your tweet. So, yeah, yeah. yes, I, I want to acknowledge that I saw what you said too. Um, Snag says, I really like the way it felt. I enjoyed the panic of switching to the sidekick to finish someone off. And if you did just that, panic when trying to finish a kill, uh, you were punished for spamming. It's, it's, it's all about the fucking sandbox. It's about the design. Oh, it's so good. Player collision, which is split in the community, is one that we believe is better to keep as is for the time being. We recognize that there were fun moments that can come from having it enabled, but we see far more benefits to the core gameplay loop for the majority of our players when teammates aren't bumping one another. In other words, social. Yeah, do you remember like starting on tr on truth and you're trying to run to one side and you're like, like, oh yeah, it's in your teammate? fucking terrible. Yeah. Yes. Running into a teammate at the start of a match. <laughs> I should have run a little further. During normal gameplay while trying to back down because you're weak when running the flag and trying to get around a corner and more. These are common pain points that we've eliminated with this one decision. It does mean losing the ability to buddy jump and stack on top of your friends, but we believe removing the frustration of not being able to move where you want when you want is worth that change. That said, since we understand its use cases and value in some situations, we aren't going to ignore this and we'll ensure that we monitor it closely and collect more data. God, like halfway through this article, this shit got great. Like the beginning is like, oh, and then, whoa, baby. Equipment. 
Grapple Shot continues to be a fan favorite. Repulsor's versatility received lots of praise during both weekends. Will, I love it. You're a fan. Feedback. Players want to drop all to deploy faster and be more durable. This was talked about last flight. I don't agree. Okay. And then players felt th- uh, threat sensors radius and duration were underwhelming. I never really used I used it a couple times, but yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But that's uh, the thing. It, it never made me feel like I needed to use it. So no. maybe that maybe that feedback's right. So here we go. After last flight, we did decrease the amount of time it takes to deploy the drop wall, but we saw people still wanted more, with many folks wanting it to be more like the bubble shield. In this case, we disagree on buffing it in any further right now. We're confident in its ability to perform when deployed proactively before engagements rather than reactively or defensively once an engagement has started. They talked about this last time. Yeah. We'll monitor this in the live game, but we want to be cautious because increasing its durability could slow combat down too much and decreasing its deploy time could diminish the intended counterplay. The threat sensor seems to be in a similar spot right now with the community feeling underwhelmed by its effectiveness. However, information is vital in Halo and the threat sensor fits a unique role in the sandbox that can be very powerful, possibly too powerful, if utilized effectively and once meta strategies develop around it. There are no updates planned for the threat sensor right now, but we'll continue to monitor when it goes live. I suppose if you're actually working with a team of four and you want to push an area on that map, you get that threat sensor in there and you, you, you are ready. That could be deadly. Just pop it in there. If it's more effective than it is now and you know, there's more people around or that area is clearer for longer. Yep. Cause you could, you could essentially use it too, as just, we want to push this side of the map. We're going to, put the threat sensor over here. It's and literally wall hacks. Exactly. So you can, you can make a move and know that angle's covered for a second. Yep. So yeah. Keep I, it the way it is. I agree. Vehicles. Vehicles felt fun to use overall. Location specific damage, both in art and functionality was an appreciated addition. Feedback. Ghosts felt too strong in terms of damage output and in vehicle health. Agreed. Yes. Banshee did not feel effective enough with concerns around Banshee bombs, damage output, ineffectiveness of aerial maneuvers and total vehicle health. Nope. I like the way it is. Thank you. And then Scorpion's driving was too difficult and unintuitive. It's always been that. Thank you. That's it's always been like that. Uh, Brian says drop has a niche scenario uh, where it's effective, which I think is fine. Feels like people want some Fortnite thing where it bails you out when you're getting shot. No, thanks. Absolutely. Yep. Everything and, has a fucking role. And we saw in the very first multiplayer reveal, they used the drop shot to peek around corners. Drop shield. Drop shield. Yes. Sorry. It's I okay. Said, it's I okay. drop shot. Yes. Drop shield. So, it, yeah, proactively, right? And the fact it only takes a couple of shots to take out a section is great. Um, or one bullet to the bottom. To the base. Like, to, yeah, to the base but and it destroys the, the whole thing. The counter argument to that is it pulls your reticle away from normal... Right. No, no, I agree. Like I have no problems with yeah. the way that it's implemented. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it should be used. The, the one thing I liked about it was the, the, the one time that I was playing against bots. So whatever, whatever you want to, sure. I threw it out as a grenade was coming at me and it bounced the grenade back. Like that was a really cool moment, but I, I, I see why they want this to be more of a proactive tool. Absolutely. Ghosts were crazy fun to use, but they were menaces to take down an arena and big team battle. We're pretty happy with the damage it can dish out, but do think it was able to tank a bit more damage than it should. So we're starting longer term conversations on how we can either reduce the durability of the vehicle or the protection it provides the driver. Mm. 
So nothing, it doesn't sound like anything's coming at launch for changes. Yeah. In this flight, the Banshee didn't feel like the dominant force that terrorized the sky. While that is intended to some extent, we agree that we can do more to make it more viable. The team is working on increases in the durability and effectiveness of the Banshee bomb. Fuck. <laughs> um, but it, again, doesn't sound like it's coming at launch. The Scorpion is meant to be a slow-moving tank, but that doesn't mean we want its movement to feel unintuitive. It should still feel good, smooth, and go where you intend to go. We're investigating a way to tighten the turn radius without reducing the turn rate. We agree with all this vehicle feedback, but since we're focusing on closing out bugs for launch, these tuning changes may need to come uh, later on down the road. Let us know what you think as they make their way in the game. And as we round things out, UX UI. HUD's clean and streamlined approach was appreciated. Uh, feedback. Inability to see second grenade type in the HUD left some disappointed. Some? Some of like HUD customization options. Note, the flow to mute a player takes more steps than previous halos, causing some confusion. Myself included. And note, due to lack of in-game messaging, players didn't know why they were banned or for how long, causing frustration. <laughs> We agree that the layer of the playouts inventory can be improved and will address both its size and layout in an upcoming release. This change will also include persistent visibility into the second grenade type for multiplayer gameplay and new settings to adjust the inventory layout. Very nice. We noticed a few people point out that muting and ban messaging was not as clear or intuitive as they had hoped. We're working with our live and services teams to ensure that information is timely and easy to find. We'll provide more updates when we have them. In other words, thanks for all the feedback. That was good. A lot of feedback. No exclusive full screen mode. But hey, the sidekick's the sidekick, and the commando got nerfed. So, <laughs> get fucked! Jeez. Well, that's it for the regular news. Whew. Two long articles. Cypher Con to the game, watch! Prasini joins FaZe as a substitute player. Okay. There you go. He's with his brother again. True. Arcides. So, there's that. And the big one. Envy and Optic Gaming merge to create Optic Texas CDL team. This is by Joey Carr of Upcomer. After months of questions and anticipation, Team Envy and Optic Gaming have finally come together and announced a merger of their two organizations. As a result... A new Call of Duty League team, Optic Texas, is formed. The roster consists of two former Dallas Empire and two former Optic Chicago players. Shotzi, Illy, Skump, and Dashy will all compete under Optic Texas in 2022. Rambo will return the, uh, to coach the roster as well. This announcement comes after original reports stated that the two sides are working toward a merger back in August. Through the merger, Hastro and Hex turn from opponents to allies. Hex is joining the Envy Gaming Ownership Group, but will continue to run operations for Optic, retaining his title as president of the organization. All other creators and employees under Optic Gaming will also keep their roles in the organization. However, Hastro and Hex also plan to use the merger to, quote, grow the Optic and Envy brands into other esports and media ventures, sales and marketing collaborations, content creation, and live events, end quote. In the short term, though, the Optic Texas Call of Duty League team is the main focus of the merger. The Dallas Empire and Optic Chicago brands have been retired, and the two teams start anew in Dallas. When asked why the team didn't go with the name Optic Dallas, a representative stated that the teams have acquired the rights to expand their brand into all of Texas. In short, this means Optic Texas is the official CDL team of the Lone Star State. 
They'll look to bring in more fans from around Texas, including the Austin area. While the merger creates a new team, it also leaves behind a spot in the CDL. What? What? They're the only team in Texas right now. Like if you're, but it 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 makes it so the opportunity isn't open for another one. Because you have you have two LA teams. Yeah, it's just yeah. Still, what what's stopping another? There's two LA teams. What's stopping me? What's stopping anyone from coming in and being like, oh, I want an Austin team. I want a Houston team because they are optic Texas. Too bad. Well, I mean, that's literally what it says. That's why. That's why they can't do that because they're optic Texas. Any other team can come into California because there's two LA teams. They're not the California, whatever, because optic is optic Texas. Nobody else can be there. That's the whole, that's what they literally said. I think it's BS. <laughs> What's I, and what would you prefer it be called? I would have liked optic empire. I think that sounded fucking awesome. But yeah, it is optic at the like optic empire would have sounded sick. I'm trying to fix my mic on the fly here. What would have sounded sick? The optic empire. Yeah. Optic empire would have sounded fucking awesome. They're not optic gaming. They're the optic empire. Yeah. That's a, that sounds fucking awesome. Oh man. And then optic empire would allowed it would allowed to use the optic, whatever circle yeah. there and the crown. Yeah. It would have been fucking Empire. cool. You know what though? I have to say, am I the only person that doesn't not like the the new emblem that they have? I feel like I'm the only person that doesn't hate it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I like it. I have no qualms with it. Does it look like Astro Gaming's logo? Sure. But I mean, is that logo <laughs> bad? No, that logo is not bad. So fuck it, who cares? I'm just not a fan of this. That It's got the Texas star and then optic. The optic, oh. I am the only one. I know, Maddie. Um, also, welcome back, by the way. Oh, I just. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid that one team can be a full state. And a state of that size. Uh, okay. The size thing. Sure. How many? But at the same time, like how many Minnesota football teams are there? One, how many, do you know what I mean by that? Like I get the size of the state thing because you have two California teams. You have two, you have, wait, one Texas team, Houston, Dallas, Houston, Houston Texas, Texas, Dallas, two. Yes. And then you have two Florida teams, right? Three Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa, Tampa, you have three Florida teams. Yeah. Holy moly. So I'm saying like the, them to be a, we're Texas. What you, you have you have the freaking like largest area with the best gaming connection. Other teams should be able to be there, like the best. Sure, Maddie brings up a good point though. I'm sure if the league gets big enough and there aren't any major markets available, they'll do something about splitting it. Yeah. Speaking of another team, I've just I've just always hated Optic. I'll just say that. Jesus Christ! I've I've always rooted against them in every tournament I've watched. Whew. I'm against optic. Like I'm not, a, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that I've, I came into esports through halo and optic was dominant and I've always rooted for the underdog. Sure. So op, that was instantly in my brain, but then optic, they left optic. Well then <laughs> you know what I mean? optic talks, whatever you want to fucking call sure. them. I've just never been, I've always equated optic to the ones we need to take down. Sure. The green wall. Yep. Yeah. Fucking. I got a sledgehammer. Let's go. They're just another brick in the wall. <laughs> 
the green wall. Most of the teams uh, live there from what I've heard. They just play for a team representing a different city state. And no NYSL are in Texas. Well, yeah. That's fucking stupid. They should move. <laughs> Go it's to stupid. New York, you fucking that's morons. Your, your, uh, Represent your goddamn state. Whatever. Doesn't Formal live in LA? Or did he move too? Did he finally move? Because I thought Formal lived in LA. I know like when they were the Chicago Huntsman, I think he lived in LA. But he's not on the team anymore anyway, so it doesn't even matter. You retired. Yeah. And Vanguard sucks, so let's move on. Does it actually? Because I've heard... I don't know. Okay, I was going to say, I got I got some good feedback in the Discord in terms of it, so... um, I, I'm at the point where I think I'm just done playing COD. I'll watch it. I enjoy the competition. Yeah. There's nothing new at this point. Part of me really wanted to get it today, but then I'm like, Infinite's less than a month away. That you're never going to I'll never it. play it, so... I'm hoping they do like a free weekend sometime just so I can play it. Yeah, it's not worth the download. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to play it once like, just to say that I played it. I don't want to use my data. Good. Okay, there, there you go. <laughs> so the future of Chicago and the CDL. While the merger creates a new team, it also leaves behind a spot in the CDL. Optic are no longer competing in the Chicago slot, which means that another team will have to fill in for the 2022 season. Envy and Optic revealed today that through the merger, the organizations hold the slot. It was previously thought that NRG would be left with it since they were the original owners. Regardless, Envy and Optic will sell the slot, and according to them, there's viable interest in the slot at this time. There's no timetable for when a deal could come through, but it seems the Washington Justice Ownership Group won't be among the teams interested, which we talked about last week. This is a historic merger for esports. Two of the most popular organizations in the world have come together to start creating and expanding as one. When asked about the merger, Optic President Hex stated that, quote, finding people you trust and you want to build with is the most important thing for the future of Optic, end quote. It'll be intriguing to see what Hastro and Hex have in store for their brands. For now, though, Optic Texas is the main result of the merger. Four of the most popular CDL players in the world now compete under the same organization and look to bring another world championship to Dallas starting in 2022. So, that's ever got another game watch. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, I'm just like the Envy brand. Like you just you well, just the Envy brand exists still. I know, but anywhere. but in Call of Duty, like I like. Right, you always the had Empire envy was was your envy. Dallas, yes. Envy. Now it's just optic. So, what is? I, I guess envy is still attached now to this optic because they're the parents, mm-hmm. parent ownership of of optic. But that just seems like you're 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 now. What was one revenue stream that you had is now going to two. Right, because optic has to have a. Uh, Funds going to them, and the parent company needs to get paid. I think, to put like a blanket statement on this, I think the reason why they stuck with the Optic name for the CDL team. More recognizable. More recognizable. It's because they have, while the Dallas Empire won a world, won a CDL championship, the Optic name is synonymous with Call of Duty. So, like... Yes, Envy's been there, but Optic is synonymous with it. Like, when you think of Call of Duty, you think of Optic Gaming in terms of, like, the competitive space. So, I think that's why they stuck with that. And I'm guaranteed Hex and Hastro had conversations about it. But, like, that had to have been why. Um, Just think of it uh, that Optic Texas is Envy's CDL team, just like Envy's Overwatch team is Dallas Fuel. Well, yeah, I get that. Right, but, but Dallas Fuel keeps the same blue type of, I mean, I have one of their hats. Like they keep that same blue aesthetic that envy has. 
Envy is blue. Optic is green. Like, everybody knows that. But it is what it is. So. Moving on. It's time for Will's Adventures with an Won't you play this week? Um, played some Apex. Got out of uh, bronze into silver for ranked. Because you... Uh, depending on where you ranked the previous season, it bumps you down and then you have to regain. Oh. Um, I don't know how far I'm going to get, but I'm in silver now. To gold, baby. Um, Valorant. I played one game. Joe and I played a one ranked game. Actually, we played a couple games, but the first couple games were like get reintroduced not try super hard, but try to get your shot back a little bit games. So it wasn't like I was going super try hard. But anyway, we played one rank game. Uh, we had a Reyna, the character Reyna. I don't remember his gamer tag or what he was playing, but he was kind of our shot caller. Like, go here, move here, let's do this as a team. And often he would play the lurk role where he would, we would like push C and he would sit mid and catch the rotators. And it worked really well. Um, I don't know if he was a smurf or just knew how to play in a team setting like that, right? Okay. Like, he was dominating our leaderboard. I have to, like, brag a little bit. I was right behind him. Uh, as a, I was a brimstone, I think. Or I don't even... A killjoy? I don't remember what I played. No, I was brim because I was top, tossing down smokes. I was brim. Um, tossing but, down the smokes. But, yeah, I was right below him on the leaderboard, and then we won. We dominated. I think we only gave up maybe four or five rounds. And... uh I got like 30 like points to rank up, which is a lot for a match. It, it felt amazing. Um, and then uh, for the Latifi leg, I played some F1 2021. I you practiced did. so much for this track. And then race day comes. I qualified P5. I was proud of myself. I was excited. And then I fucking crashed. <laughs> so That's that. Is that um, why you said fuck? Yeah, I just I just typed fuck in the because I I was so prepared for that track, and I'm not placing blame because it, this just happens in racing. Um, I was in second place at one point. Uh, the leader crashed out, which was incredible. He crashed out, and his car was literally parked in the middle of the the track, no safety car. They said like me and another driver came up to it because um. And we come around the corner and there's just a car middle of the road. He goes way off left of the track. And I just like went left and stayed on the track. And I was able to pass. And that's how I got up in a second. Um, but anyway, later down the line, second and third place, uh, he was right on my ass. And I just slowed down a little too much going into the corner compared to his, his speed. Because that's what my setup was. My setup was quick brakes, fast acceleration. Um, and his was he had a more even tone on that break. So he hit me, spun me out. Um, and then I just, uh, I got, I had to pit cause my tires were shredded. I personally, I crashed because I didn't let my tires warmed up. I warm up. I pushed them too hard right away and I spun out and crashed. So it is what it is, but that's all I played for the week. What about you, Josh? I played one video game. Yes. <laughs> I played Forza horizon five and I played a lot of it. Um, I so Forza Horizon Five is now available for everybody. Um, it's uh, available on Game Pass as well, PC and Xbox. You can download it if you'd like. 
Um, I bought the premium add-on pack, so I got access to it a few days early. Um, and I quote-unquote finished the game. So there are like milestones that you hit as you progress through the title. Mm-hmm. And eventually there's like a hall of fame thing. That's like the end of the game. Um, but obviously there's so much more to do. Uh, but just a few, a few points I have just from the amount of time that I've played. So in every Forza horizon game, it's an open world racing game. And there is like, there's accolades for driving on every single road in the title. Mm-hmm. Okay. And with each horizon game, it's bigger and bigger and bigger. And this one, there's like 578 roads nice. in the title. I have 576 of them. You got to find two, but my map is full. Like it looks oh. like every road's been completely driven. So, so I like- don't know what, I don't know a, if it's bugged or B if they're just literally two teeny tiny fucking segments that I don't have. It might be like a freaking like turn in or something that's right. connected that you just don't know Could about. Could be could be but you yeah. can they really make they they emphasize you being able to see what you've already driven and what you haven't and it looks like i've driven everything but that's besides the point they should be you should have there should be a toggle there's that's what i that, a toggle that flips it to highlight what you haven't driven yes yet. i agree so you can be like oh there's a tiny little blip over here i agree i really wish there was yeah. um with every horizon game they add more and more to it so one of my other like really my only other criticism for the title is that there's too many things to chase in the game so like you have you have your barn finds you have your houses to purchase you have your roads to drive on you have your races different like different types of races you have your speed signs your danger signs your speed zones your drift zones um like the cars to purchase, right? And everything has like an accolade tied to it, which are worth points, like Grimoire and Destiny. Sure. Where when you do something, you get more score to your Grimoire, right? Yeah. It's the same type of deal here, but there's also prizes associated with that, kind of like in Destiny, like get an emblem or experience or whatever it is, right? It's the same thing here. So there's other progression tracks there. There's just a lot of fucking shit in the game and talking about menus like in Halo Infinite, it takes forever to get to where you want to get to. And Forza kind of takes around the, like the same deal, mm. but I will say it's still the best racing franchise and the best entry in the best racing franchise to me. And, um, the last thing I want to put in here, the most expensive cars. So really quick story. Um, I did a, I just looked up like what's the most expensive car in Forza Horizon 5 and it's a 30 million dollar Shelby. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh and the funny thing is I don't know if it's if it's if you have VIP status or whatever, but uh you get a singular car voucher to oh. to get any car in the game you want. So I'm like I wonder if I can literally get any car I want. So I just did it on the 30 million dollar car. Yeah. And it worked. I'm like, "Oh shit, I didn't pay. That's awesome." Okay, so I have I have the Shelby. Literally right after that, I get a wheel spin and you get, the I get Shelby? the second. No, I get the second most expensive car in the game off that wheel spin, which is, an, which is an Aston Martin. And I'm like, I'm losing my shit. I'm like, what the fuck? I can never, I'm never that lucky. Then on top of that, I open up my inventory and I already had in my inventory, the third most expensive car in the game. So I just thought that was really, really funny that 
that happened. It was just a random ass happenstance. All the cars are slow as shit, but that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, I have one more house to buy and it's 5 million credits. So I think I might try to sell one of them uh, just to get it. Use hacks cheater. I, yeah, absolutely. I use hacks, Brian. Uh, yep. No, but uh, I might try to sell one of them to get the credits necessary to buy the last house that I want. But uh, that's all I played. Well, it's time for some shout outs. Um, Maddie, real quick, said, did you get in his face after the race? Uh, <laughs> no. He was so nice and apologized in Discord like three or four, three times, I think. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. It happens. Like, I'm. I probably should have just let him go around. He asked and I, and my teammate was like, no. So I was like, I tried to race and I, I, I messed up. Well, we both messed up. Shouldn't have break so early. Nice. Um, okay. Good. Just trying to do something, but not going to work out either way. Shout out to everyone to join the community play date. We didn't have one. Um, sorry about that. We're going to try to do one this Friday. We'll see. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. That includes uh, Baggy. Probably mispronounced the name. I apologize. But thank you so much for the sub and the follow. Greatly appreciated. Uh, Eric with the nine-month resub. Thank you so much. Ninja Schlong 91 for the follow. Um, Brad the Metal Man with yeah, the follow as well. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you all very much for the subs and the follows. Greatly appreciated. Happy belated birthday to Why Not Be Reckless, Golden Boy, Halo 4, and the HCS. As a matter of fact. Yeah. And then today, <sighs> Dave, it's your day. Happy birthday, Halo 2. Woo. Your button combo bullshit. I'm just kidding. Halo 2 was a definitive title. Not just not just in Halo, but in gaming in general. The the introduction of Xbox Live, online multiplayer, just making everything bigger and better than the first title, expanding on everything, and just being revolutionary in the space. Halo 2 is a very, very special game. Very special. Um, community creations, Halo memes every day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Clips of the week number 130 by High Tech Redneck. Go check out that video. Halo 5 Farewell. This is by Vitamin. Go check out that video. Some incredible editing done there. We have Halo 2 Artifacts Episode 1, The Beginning. This is by Bravo. It is incredible. Please go listen to it. Um, him and Max have already done an incredible job on the first episode. Um, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, but it's a, it is very, very well done. Very well edited. Um, gives some great insights into Max's tenure throughout Bungie um, starting way back in the mist days uh, working through um, Oni Halo one and then into Halo two. Obviously they talk about all that um, episode two coming on Friday and releasing every Friday for, I think what five or six episodes four, four or five, six episodes. I forget. Exactly yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. But go listen to it. And then the final one that I wanted to include <laughs> all six episodes, as a matter of fact of Halo survival, the Halo audio drama fan made by Podcast Evolved featuring none other than Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem himself. I wanted to include this because, like I said, I was going to do. I listened to it in its entirety after it's all been released. And uh, I just want to say bravo. Congratulations to everybody involved. They sincerely mean this. I thought it was awesome. Um, narration was incredible. Every character did a great job. Um, and 
music choices were great. And I was talking to Will before we started recording this. The one piece of feedback I wanted to give was that I forget what episode it is, but uh, during one of the episodes, there was a big, um, there, there was a scene where there, there was a sound bite of a person screaming in agony or whatever. And it was consistently played over and over again and kind of got in the way of uh, the person, the narrator speaking. So if there's one piece of feedback I would give, it's that. Um, but no, other than that, I thought I loved it. I thought it was great. So if you have not listened to it yet, please go listen to Halo Survival. It's a fan-made audio drama. There's six episodes. I just put up five. <laughs> there's six episodes. Um, they're relatively short as well. You should be able to binge it really quickly. Um, please go listen to it. Will, that's all for the community creations. So without further ado, would you mind? I don't know what the fuck you were doing. Would you mind plugging the show? You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Pocket Cast, if you're Josh. Pocket uh, Cast! Join the Discord. Join the community discussion. Uh... Lots of great things going on there, as always. Please join the Discord if you haven't already. If you want to talk to us, that's where most where we are most of the time uh, outside of the show. IRL stuff, video games, whatever. It's all there. Sports. We talk about sports sometimes on the show. We talk about sports in the Discord as well. Um, check us out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Search uh, for Talk. If you want to watch VODs, they're uploaded to YouTube. Again, just search HGS Pro Talk. We're on live on Twitch. If you're listening and you want to see the live show, should be every Monday. We've had some schedule changes. We're switching it up, but we're trying to stick to our regular Monday morning, morning, evening show. <laughs> morning show? Not morning. At 7 p.m. Central. You can check out HGSProTalk.com. Link to merch in the top right corner. More stuff to come later, but you can find everything HGS Pro Talk on that site. And don't forget the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. It's been wonderful partnering with them, and we can't be excited for the future of what everything holds with Infinite Releasing. So please make sure to check them out in the meantime. If you want lore, missions, books, blocks, top Halo news stories, check out their shows, Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Debriefer, Debrief, Book Club, Builds with Blocks, and Halo Headlines. People are typing in chat, and Josh is reading intently. First up, Halo Rec League, thank you so much for the follow. Greatly appreciated. We'll talk about you more specifically when your announcement comes in. So don't think we've forgotten. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a teaser for you, everybody there. Stay tuned for that announcement. And then uh, Martin says, also some Fs to Mayhem for the F1 race. Sorry for the coming week. Sorry, uh, I'm, very, I'm sorry. And then he says... Some relevant HCS news is coming in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, Matty Voodoo Man was not in the race. He was commentating that day, so he did not race. Ooh, baby, baby. Baby, baby. <laughs> he saw what happened. It's all good. I mean, I also accidentally put hards instead of mediums on because I didn't, I never knew you could select what tire you wanted in the pits. And I accidentally opened the menu and I was trying to close it and I selected hard tires instead of mediums. So another pro another fault of mine that I didn't know what I was doing. Um, it is what it is. 
This this game too, the cars slide so much more. So much more. Good feeling for Spain. Uh, uh, I don't think I could do. I completed maybe two time trial laps. I tried playing last night. I maybe completed two time trial laps. I crashed or spun out on all of them. All the other ones. I, I played for like two hours last night. I couldn't complete a damn lap. So F1 fun. F1 fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Halo Rec League, I'm just going to say, just DM him on Twitter. It'd probably be a lot easier for you just to DM him on Twitter. There it is. Whenever I want to get in touch with Maddie. It's, yep. Just DM his ass. <laughs> it works. It does. It really does. Um, Awesome. Well, this... <laughs> <laughs> that article notwithstanding that release right as we fucking started the recording of the show. That was a good episode overall. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a fun time. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 208 of HCS pro talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. I want to thank you very much for watching. If you're tuning into the live show, thank you for hanging out, joining the conversation. It was a fun time for those who are checking out the VOD on YouTube or Twitch. For those who are checking out the audio version on all your favorite podcast services, my favorite being pocket cast. Join the discussion as well. Like Will said, join the discord. If you haven't already, you can talk about shit there. Enter the YouTube comments. We read those. We reply to those, uh, DM us on Twitter, add us on Twitter, whatever you want to do. We're everywhere. Everywhere. Um, Maddie says it's not a real episode of halo doesn't drop info right before the episode. I feel like Pontacular right now because this literally happens to them all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for episode 208. We'll be back next week to talk about some more Halo shenanigans, including that uh, G2 Esports roster announcement, because that should be coming, um, the Twitch Rivals event results, and plenty more shit that's taking place. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week. But until then. <laughs>